Now there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. There was in Jerusalem, a sh at the Sheep Gate, a pool called in Hebrew Bethsaida. It had five porticos. In these lay a large number of ill, blind, lame, and crippled people. One man was there who had been there for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there for a long time, he said to the man, do you want to be well? The sick man answered, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool. When the waters are stirred up, while I am on my way, someone else gets in there before me. Jesus said to him, rise up, take your mat and walk. Immediately, the man became well, took his mat and walked. Now, that was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who was cured, it is the Sabbath and you're not supposed to carry your mat. It is not lawful. He said to them, hey, the man who made me well told me, take your mat and walk. They asked him, who is this man who said, take your mat and walk? The man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away since there was such a large crowd there. After this, Jesus found the man in the temple area and said to him, look, you are well, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went and told the Jews that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began to persecute Jesus because he did this on a Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the lame man is put into the pool of water and he's cured, not by being put into the pool of water, but by listening to the water of everlasting life, Jesus. He's not lowered into the pool, he gets his word from Jesus. The first reading from Ezekiel is a vision, as I mentioned, a vision that shows Ezekiel water coming from the temple and filtering through the whole land, nourishing the trees, the crops, and even going so far as to join the sea and turning the sea salt water to fresh water. And that water is life-giving for the animals living in it, the birds, the fish, and the trees that it waters. Jesus replaces the pool of Bethsaida. When we were in Israel a few years ago, we saw the area that is believed to have been the pool of Bethsaida. Nothing outstanding about it, but the fact that the water somehow bubbled up periodically and people found healing. It could have been like a spring, a natural spring, and we have them throughout the world and they are refreshing waters. But the pool of Bethsaida seemed to have been miraculous. Well, that's enough to make anybody want to line up and go into it. Lisa just came back from the Holy Land and she spoke about being in the Dead Sea. Just to be 
in the Holy Land is, is a gift. And when you go into the Dead Sea, it's filled with salt. So you float. You can't really not float. It's going back and you then, then it, it's so challenging that to get back up on your feet is difficult because you're floating. Now, that's water, H2O. We're talking today about Jesus who replaces the water of the pond, of that pool, with his word. And the responsorial psalm assures us that this stream comes from the God, Jesus. And we look to Jesus as the healer. And the people alongside that man who went into the pool, I don't know with this story, and they came out of the pool. Some were healed, maybe some were not. But Jesus is the refreshment of the new water. Now, wh why do I say that? Because this gospel is from John. And John's gospel is filled with, with beautiful analogies regarding Jesus. Light is one of them. Water is another. Life is another. And John is so tied up into knowing Jesus on various levels, like mystical levels, that his symbol, when it came to give each of the evangelist symbols, was the eagle that soars up into the sky and goes beyond our sight at times. Jesus is a gift to us from God the Father. And John wants to tell us in many ways, and through the stories of the gospel was one of them, that this Jesus, his whole life is life-giving. One of the last things he points to, John does, is Jesus hanging on the cross on Golgotha, and from his side, water and blood flowed. And that water, John refers to, was life-giving. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, we know now, after how many thousands of years, that what comes from Jesus is life-giving and hope-filled. As I was reading the, the scriptures and the Lord taking care of those who are blind or distressed, Peggy walks in. And Peggy is going through her own medical procedures. And many of us have different various medical procedures and those people for whom we pray are going through various medical procedures. Our faith assures us that as we go through the procedures that the medical establishment has set up for us, we have something else going for us. We have faith in Jesus who will nourish us Faith in Jesus who keeps us healthy of spirit. Even as our bodies might be weak, the spirit of Jesus gives us hope, gives us energy, gives us a reason to go forward. Whether we are blind, whether we are crippled, whether we are lame in any other way. So there's, Jesus is giving us his whole self as a human being, his whole self as God. And the scriptures try to reiterate through John how sometimes you can't see 
the healing of Jesus. But we allow it to come into us, into our lives, by prayer, by faith. And when we are praying, confident that Jesus is living to us, listening to us, we're receiving his healing water, his healing personality, his healing miraculous cures of our souls, of our spirits, of our inner person. Even as we might be disabled in any way, God is with us. God is with us, and not every person is going to meet Jesus as the pool at Bethsaida was an opportunity for that man to meet Jesus. But we all have Jesus because once he rose from the dead, he was available, is available to all of us. But we need to go to that source of everlasting refreshment. Because he is the water that flows from the temple. He is the water that gives us nourishment. He is the water that gives us eternal life. Saying that is one thing. Believing it and praying with that in mind is another. And that's why we're here today. Every time we gather at the Lord's table and listen to his word is another opportunity for us to get closer to God and deeper in our faith. Sunday's gospel had a phrase in it about the prodigal son. Remember he was feeding the pigs? And the gospel translation is, he came to his senses. Okay, we know what that means. But the Aramaic translation of that phrase is, he went into himself and then realized that here he is feeding pigs when his father has a whole farm that belongs to him. So he went into himself and made that decision to return to the Father. When we pray and go into ourselves, we're coming to our senses deeply within us and asking Jesus in our prayer. I mean, we're contacting Jesus. We're, we're one with him in our prayer. And he heals us. Our bodies may wake up from a prayer and still hurt. Our eyes may be blind and we can't see. But if we really enter into ourselves and speak to Jesus, he gives us the strength and the faith for us to know he is with us. He's the eternal refreshment that comes from the Father.